Welcome back to the 10th episode of Vagina Slims. My name is Lauren Rose, and I am your host of this podcast. And I hope that you're all doing super well now that everyone's back to school, pretty much. Now that it's September. Yeah, it's crazy. I just moved into a brand new apartment, so I've been getting situated for a while. But it's good to have 10 episodes up. And so I know a lot of you guys have been following since the beginning. So I want to say thank you for that. Um, and also, I guess I don't really ever talk about this, but if you like this podcast, go ahead and share it with your friends. Um, it's not like I make any money off of this thing. Uh, in fact, I put money into it, but, um, it's always the best when I hear that people have found this thing that I'm doing through others. I was actually out just this weekend, um, and a bunch of people, well, not a bunch of people, but a few people were coming up to me saying that they actually enjoyed the podcast and they even know that people, um, from where I lived, listen to it. So that is super rad. And I just want to say thank you as always and continue to share good vibes as usual. So yeah, but with that being said, I thought we would jump into a back to school playlist and we all know that back to school means a lot of things it means i mean the biggest thing is probably a fresh start in a really good time of the year because <laughs> i mean i don't know about y'all but i'm never into new years and resolutions and stuff because it's just too depressing outside to even fathom creating like a new self or a new life so i thought that um i'd play some feel good kind of girl pop jams at least to begin um, some 60s girl pop but yeah, I don't know. I was talking with my friend and my friend Kelsey and we're roommates now and we were just kind of <laughs> scoping out our new neighborhood because it's really close to this um this art school and it's really funny seeing a bunch of like really cute but like way too young, way too fresh and young boys just skateboarding around and stuff and I kind of forgot that that was like a thing and everyone's really cute and alt over here, so I don't know, we're all just in good spirits, looking to move on, looking to do new things, and um, I have one more year at college, and so I'm kind of going through those motions, but I don't know. There's always, like, this period of the school year that I am fairly happy (laughs) with my coursework, and I just like to lounge around and listen to some, some really good music, and just kind of enjoy life for a second before all the leaves fall off and die and the tundra settles in. So, yeah. (laughs) So, like I said, we are going to start off with some 60s iconic girl pop by Sedina. And this one is called I Want That Boy. Enjoy. There he goes across the street. You know. Boy at school, the one that never says much. Oh, so? So, he turns me on. Yeah. Yeah.
right, welcome back. That was Sedina with I Want That Boy. One of my favorites. I think it was released in the mid-60s, but um, I just need to do like an entire podcast devoted to 60s girl pop because they always have really fun narratives and I don't know, extra things to listen to. So yeah. Um, as always, if you ever want to be on the podcast with a comment, question, whatever for me, you can go to my Tumblr, which is don'tfindmeontheinternet.tumblr.com, and if you just go to my ask box, I will try my hardest to get you on air. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to jump right into that as usual. Anonymous said, question for the podcast. I'm studying in art school and I'm having a hard time figuring out what it is exactly that I want to do when I graduate. I'm an illustration major, but I also love film and fine arts. Do you have any tips when it comes to being stuck? I'm worried graduation day is going to come, is going to get here and I'm going to be indecisive and unemployed. (laughs) Um, yeah, well, for those who don't know, I'm currently in an arts program at my college as well. But I am at a university, so I have studied um, basic liberal arts things. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's scary. And first of all, I'd recommend talking to your professors. Like, they are the ones that are supposed to get you those connections, those jobs afterwards. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but, you know, if they're teaching in the field, they must know a thing or two about getting a job afterwards. But I think the main thing is that when you're an art student, you have to realize that just because you say that you're in something, it doesn't mean that that's the only thing that you're good at because um, art is just like another way of communicating. And so if you can do it in one medium, you could definitely do it in another. And it sounds like you kind of feel that way. But it also is different when you go into a program and especially if you're doing something like illustration that has perhaps like prerequisites and stuff that you really have to dive into before you can move on you know that's hard when they kind of like stick you in that category so for me like I felt that way before and the biggest thing that you can do is to either google your illustration major and find out the jobs that you can do with it um which I know like a lot of advertising firms and stuff like that like you are definitely employable there in that field if you have a strong portfolio and everything but for example you're talking about film well a lot of film they actually need you know artists to sketch out you know possible design ideas for sets or um you know costume ideas i mean there's a bunch of different things that you can do in that field if you just kind of um search for it and that's like the biggest thing is that I don't think people really search for those ideas. And yes, it might be harder to be selected, um, but there are like slots to be filled. And I think a lot of people get scared off when it comes to, you know, transferring to different fields or anything. But from what I've been hearing and seeing, it's just a lot of collaboration within different fields. And my biggest piece of advice is to not limit yourself and to seek other opportunities within different areas without necessarily dropping the one thing that you are good at or you enjoy a lot. Um, 
but yeah, definitely talk to your advisor or talk to your teachers about this, and I'm sure they'll have some good advice too. Mini Skirt Blue said, Hey, I remember your blog post on Totally Fucked Up, which is a movie, by the way, by Gargaraki, um, a while back. Do you by chance remember where you watched it? I cannot find it anywhere. <sighs> this one is hard. It was a hard one to find, to be honest. Um, honestly, I'd recommend torrenting it if you are capable of doing that or it's something that you do. I, my roommate Ross was trying to watch one of the movies. I think he was trying to watch Nowhere and he was kind of struggling, um, to get it. But yeah, that, that sucks. Like the Gregoraki trilogy, which is Nowhere, Totally Fucked Up, and The Doom Generation are all amazing movies if anyone is interested in watching those. I, I don't know. There's like a queer element to each film, but it's mostly just like brash conversation between friends and a lot of it's filmed with like VHS and it's just very, I don't know, engaging. But yeah, I, those are hard to find now. I don't know why. Maybe they just like took them off the internet, but I definitely would get into torrenting if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, don't get me in trouble. <laughs> So yeah, good luck. I hope you find it. Um, Anonymous said, Hey, do you remember the name of that quote-unquote documentary made in the 90s about those greasy slash sleazy looking girls? Thanks, and a link would be great. Mm, yes, you know... Okay, so I make thumbnails for each of these podcasts because it's fun to kind of relate back and forth. But I did use a screen cap on, I think it was episode eight or nine from that documentary that you're talking about. And that is called Dirty Girls. So <laughs> you were pretty close. Um, but yeah, for those who have never heard, there is this kind of hidden gem documentary, like a school documentary that was found Um titled the dirty girls and it was basically about a group of girls at this high school i think they were really young like freshmen at the time um who were really invested in the riot girl movement and it kind of documented their um their efforts i mean they made zines and their struggles with being bullied at school and there's some really nasty people in the documentary who would just like rip on them you know and I don't know, I think I probably saw that documentary floating around on Tumblr a while back, but I made a blog post with it in it, so I'll go find that link and I'll leave it down in the description, but um, I don't know, that was like a really interesting, like I'm a sucker for like history and um, I love the internet so much for that reason, and if you go back to the YouTube channel that was posted on, um, the guy who filmed it actually filmed like a what are they doing now kind of thing and some of the girls are like living in New York City and some of them are still you know friends and it's like really interesting to see what happens after that you know what happens after high school and who you become and it's still it's great because you can still see like their original identities like they aren't completely different people and um I guess that documentary was interesting too because it really showcased the levels of um 
understanding when it came to feminism and also like the anger and just the sheer I don't really know the word um I don't know maybe maybe like rawness of it all um how scary it can be when you first kind of put out these opinions and you know, the people in the school would call them dirty girls. And I think one of the funniest things was that they made like up a rumor that one of the girls hadn't showered since Kurt Cobain died, which is, I I don't know if she could even stay in school if she didn't shower for that long due to complaints. But um, it just goes to show how powerful young girls and guys can be when they stick up for something and they kind of assemble a group together um but also it can also show how um i don't want to say problematic it can be but how flawed it can be um you know you can kind of tell that perhaps some of the members were there because they thought it was you know cool and maybe they didn't really have firsthand experience with the issues um or not as much compared to others but they were still invested and they still wanted to you know, be a part of it and stand up for each other. And that was kind of the beauty of it. So I'll leave that down below. It's dirty girls. Yeah. All right. With that being said, that kind of reminded me of Jawbreaker, another one of my film faves. I talk about it all the time. So, um, yeah, th- that movie, I, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told this story, but I first saw it on TV when I was like, god in like fifth grade at like 2 a.m it was on some television network which i probably wasn't supposed to be watching and um i just thought it was so crazy even though they like censored it a bunch um but yeah this is off the jawbreaker soundtrack and this is the pristines with beat you up
Alright, that was The Pristines with Beat You Up. A 90s spin on some 60s girl pop, which I thought was super fun. Kind of mocking this whole idea of having a boyfriend and he's going to beat you up if you mess with me. And I don't know. Jumping back into the Tumblr questions, Anonymous said, What are your back to school TV shows that you like to watch? Um, these might be like cliches by now if you guys know me or just know this cult movie TV following, but My So Called Life is amazing. Um, it's one of those, it's such an odd show. It's for like mothers and daughters because there are plots within the parents, like really, um, I don't know, kind of intense plots within the parents. And it stars Angela Chase who is a very introspective young woman growing up. She can be a little bit whiny and a little bit brash, but um, she's just super thoughtful. And the whole show is just about her experience with her two new friends who are wild and, you know, they have their vices as well. Um, And it kind of tackles on all those PSA kind of topics like, like homeless youth and drugs and alcohol and all that stuff but for some reason it seems like more genuine than other shows that had done that or did that afterwards um and I just I like it because the whole like narration is of Angela Chase and her feelings and contradictions and it's just like reading her journal but listening to it and watching things unfold so yeah, plus there's Jordan Catalano, which I'm sure y'all have heard about if you haven't seen the show, who's um, played by Jared Leto, and he is super cute, but just no good, so I don't know. <laughs> um, I still called life. Also, I'm planning on rewatching um, Freaks and Geeks, of course, because that was a really amazing show. I don't know if I ever mentioned it, but I'm I like saw it on ABC Family when I was really really young. I don't know if they were reruns or if it was actually when it was coming out, but I just thought that Lindsay Weir was super cool and I had a total crush on James Franco and I had like a bigger crush on Sam Weir too. <laughs> but that was a great show. I just thought it totally emulated this um what was it? Kind of like late 70s early 80s vibe. Um, even though it was made in the 90s, so, like, aesthetically, it was really nice. Um, the music is fantastic in that show. I don't know how they got all those rights. Well, then, also, there's, like, a really profound coming-of-age, um, aspect to the show. If you haven't seen it, you might want to, like, skip ahead, but, um, somebody wrote online, I'm sure it was something from Rookie, but probably from Tavi, but, um, it really emulated the show and how Lindsay was just trying to figure herself out um, throughout the, its entirety, you know. I, I can't quite remember if it's in the beginning of the show or the end, but she basically tells her little brother that when their grandmother was dying that she she asked her if you saw, like, a white light or, you know, heaven, and the grandma said no. And there's so many like earth shattering moments that you have when you're coming into adulthood or when you're going back into school and you have to deal with (laughs) things and still, you know, keep your cool. 
and I feel like that was a, such like a pivotal moment for that character and for a lot of people and and throughout the show you kind of see her evolve and try new things and experiment and perhaps it isn't quite who she is um, or who she's meant to be but it's something different and I feel like that's a really great lesson for back to school is to try stuff that's different for you because you might not have all that time or that freedom later in life um, and it just makes me happy though to like think about her character and how she made friends with a whole new group of people and gained so many different experiences some of them which were bad but like I don't know it, that show just makes me super happy so yeah my so-called life freaks and geeks all right i'm gonna play some heart some really good heart this is magic man this is a uh shout out to trip fontaine and all the trip fontaines that you are going to meet and fall for this school year so without further ado this is magic man by heart enjoy
welcome back that was magic man by heart fantastic fantastic band i can just visualize trip fontaine walking down the halls as i listen to that song <laughs> uh, i i got a question like a really long time ago and to be honest got buried in my asks so i don't know if it was anonymous user or not but somebody asked me if i can tell my josh hartnett story and i will right now <laughs> um because i forget to do that y'all have to remind me if i say like oh i'll tell you the story next time tell me to do it and i will but it's not really a good story so don't get too hyped up but for those who don't know what i'm talking about josh hartnett is the actor who played trip fontaine in the virgin suicides he had the best middle part and the coolest aviators i usually don't like aviators but he looked really good in them and just the cutest little gap in his teeth you know what i mean <laughs> um so fun fact josh hartnett he went to one of the high schools here in minneapolis i didn't go to the same high school but he went to south and apparently he did like theater there and he was kind of a douchebag but you know whatever so <laughs> um so he's from minneapolis and he has a house over by Lake of the Isles. And for those who don't really know the geography of Minneapolis, we are a city, but we also have lakes in the city. So there are roads and everything. Um, there's no motors allowed on the lake, so you can't like pollute it. But there are a bunch of bougie homes lining around the lake, like mansions, you know. So um, my French teacher from high school, actually, she had a part-time job in the summer when she wasn't teaching and she was a gardener so turns out she was the gardener for josh hartnett and his house that he bought along lake of the isles and when i heard this my heart just like dropped i'm like oh my god like tell me everything that you know <laughs> and um she did tell one story but she's pretty like low-key like oh yeah we're buds you know um but she had a story about how this woman would literally stand outside of his house like night and day, rain and shine, just like waiting for him to come out. And since she stood on the public property, which was like the street, they could never arrest her. So one day she was doing the gardening and she got there to the house and there was like a police car and everything. And turns out that the woman had, like, crossed the the property, was trespassing, and tried to break into his house. And it was, like, a huge ordeal. Obviously, she was a little disturbed. But uh, the funny part was that he wasn't even in Minneapolis at the time. And I have never, I mean, I feel like I've heard some sightings of him. But most of the time, he's just in, in L.A. doing God knows what. So, because I haven't really seen him in much, um, any, any productions recently. So, yeah, that's my Josh Hartnett story. I have, like, a very, very loose tie to him. <laughs> um, and I think he sold that house, so I don't know if he's ever coming back to Minneapolis, but, yeah. All right, I'm super stuffy right now, so that is my cue to go. But I did want to play Strange Magic by ELO. And this song is also from Virgin Suicides, really iconic moment, you know, at the high school prom. <laughs> um, 
but funny thing about this song, I loved it since I heard it. I mean, I probably heard it on the radio. ELO is such a huge band, but um, when I saw it in the movie, it was just even more of an experience for me, but I had a lot of anxiety just driving to school. I don't know if I ever told that story. Growing up, my best friend, Armonia, had a mom who was terrified of driving on the highways for various reasons, so we'd always take the side streets to get to places, and it was just always really stressful, so when I first got my license, I did not want to go onto the highway. And, you know, mind you, I'm not some, like, country kid. Like, I don't need the highways to get places. Like, I'm a city kid. I can just drive some side streets and get places. But it was a really big deal. So I think for some reason I had, like, a a meeting at school. And I needed to get there fast. And I needed to take the highway to get there. So I got in my car. And I'm just, like, shaking. I don't want to go on the highway. I don't want to merge. I don't want to go like 60 miles per hour like I don't want to do any of that and um I got on the highway merged left stayed in that lane because that's the only lane I needed to be in which was awesome and meanwhile this whole time I always listen to my radio and have my windows down um because I don't have AC and I like listening to music when I drive so as this all was happening I'm kind of like you know my heart is pounding I go over this hill and I see the city skyline just like right in front of me. I'm like, damn, this is a beautiful city. And as I thought that, this song, Strange Magic, came on. And it's the most comforting, soothing song I've ever heard. It's about those magical moments that happen, that things are going to be okay, things are going to surprise you, and things are going to be just fine you know so I heard that on the radio and all my anxieties like melted out of me and I got off the next exit and I got to my meeting on time so this is like the most spiritual song of the podcast and I hope that you feel something from it so as always thank you for listening to Vagina Slims send it on to your friend if you enjoy it I'd appreciate it um I'll see you guys hopefully next week. Here is Strange Magic by ELO.
cross my tie.